Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and it is a Twitter Tuesday answering your questions. Now, we only have a few questions that came in. Some of them came in via Twitter. Some of them came in via email, and I'm going to try and get to uh, all of them on today's program. So thank you to everybody who sent questions in. Let's go ahead and kick things off, shall we? Uh, let's start off with a question. A twi- we'll do the Twitter questions first. We'll start off with Oscar Nieves, who writes, Why is there so much love for Chase, Smith, and Waddle, but none for Terrence Marshall Jr.? Uh, and then he goes on to say, most mocks I see have him drop into the second round where I think he'd be amazing for us. Um, I can't answer why there's a lot of love for, for a certain player, Oscar. I mean, you're asking me to speak for a group of people who study these draft picks a lot longer and a lot more detail than I do. So that's kind of, I, I realize that's a hypothetical question you're asking me, but, um, I, I don't have an answer to that. Um, I will say this, this is a very, very deep receivers class. There, There's basically um, every, uh, I would think that any team needing any kind of receiver, whether it be a number one, a number two, a slot, or just depth, that they will find somebody that they need from this class. It's deeper, actually, than last year's class, from what I understand. So... Um, yeah, I, I think it's just a matter of how the Giants see their needs at receiver. Do they think that maybe some of these younger guys that they added last year are going to develop further? Or have they, you know, tapped out? Or do they think that they're going to have, for example, Sterling Shepard for, for more than a year or two? Or are they planning to move on? So really, it all depends, Oscar, on how the team views their needs. And as I've said numerous times, the Giants don't view their needs the same way that you and I and the rest of the outside world usually view their needs. So there's there's always usually some some, some uh, discrepancy, and it'll be interesting to see what they do at at the uh, at the uh, you know the draft. You know, because I, I think you know it's a position that they need to address. I think we can all agree upon that. But I also think it's a position that they're going to address in free agency with a a lower priced free agent. I don't think it's going to be a Kenny Galladay or an Allen Robinson. I'd be surprised if it's one of those guys. Um, but, you know, they need to, to double dip, I think, this year to, to build up that unit. So thanks for that question, Oscar. Let's move on to DMIN214 on Twitter. Given the limited salary cap, are the Giants better off signing Tomlinson and instead of, instead of Williams and using the same money to improve the team elsewhere? No. I, I disagree with that. I've said this numerous times. You don't let pass rushers walk out the door. And Leonard Williams is a pass rusher. He's a guy who could play every down if you want him to. Dalvin Tomlinson absolutely loved the guy. I think he's he's, you know, a tremendous locker room presence. He's great on the field. You know, he has a lot of the dirty work, doesn't get much of the credit. Um, you know, the stats, you can't go by the stats with him because you just look at the impact he has on plays made by other people and you can really appreciate his game. But with that said, typically you can find big bodied Ron stuffers in the, in the draft. 
And the Giants have kind of been making a, a living on that, to be honest with you. Um, so that would be my guess. I, I, I hope that they can re-sign Tomlinson and Williams. I think it's possible, but it's also very, um, it, it's a long shot. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a long shot. And it's going to take dominoes falling into place that I just don't think are going to fall in place in time for, for this to be a, a realistic possibility. Okay, um, next question. Elo Bajo on Twitter, at Elo Bajo. Do you think the Giants will sign a free agent wide receiver? Do you think they will look to target that early in the draft? Elo, as I said before, I think they're going to double dip and do both. I really do. I think they're going to draft a receiver, and I think they're going to look to get a, uh, a I don't want to say a bargain price receiver, but they're not, I, I don't think they're going to shop at the high end of the draft, for, uh, I'm sorry, of free agency for a receiver. I, I, I don't think they can afford to, to be honest with you. Um, not when they have Leonard Williams they want to bring back and hopefully bring back, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson, as I mentioned before. So, that's how I see that kind of uh, playing out there. You're listening to Locked on Giants. It is a Twitter Tuesday here. And uh, we are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your questions. We've got more Twitter questions, email submitted questions. So stay with us, folks. Lots more coming up here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your sportsbook expert. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trainer, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350 350- plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment two of Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here on a Twitter Tuesday. And we're covering everything you need to know about the New York Giants here on the Locked On Giants podcast. But what about the rest of the sports world? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every day in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we are doing a Twitter Tuesday here. Um, Happy to answer your questions as best as I can. So let's get back to them. Let me just get back to my Twitter screen here. Okay, here we go. This next question comes from uh, Seize the Moment. Wants to know, could you speculate on some trade partners to move back in round one or two? Um, Any word about, okay, multiple questions here. So let me take them one at a time. 
trade partners, you, you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I haven't looked. I haven't gotten that far. I ha- I have to really – here's the thing, Marcel. You have to kind of see how free agency plays out because, for example, a team that maybe wants a quarterback or needs a quarterback, if he, they sign one in free agency – then that removes the need and a potential trade partner. So to speculate now, if I'm being honest with you, it's it's just too early to do that. But please hold on to that question. Ask me that again, maybe um, after we're about two weeks into free agency. Then I can go back and say, okay, maybe the Giants could potentially move back here in round one, you know, with a quarterback needy team. All right, next question you have is uh, any word about Wayne Gallman being kept around. I have not heard anything uh, up to that end. What I have heard from a f- couple people is that they are probably going to move on from him. Um, they feel that, um, and this, this uh, again, this is hearsay. They apparently feel that they can get, you know, a, a solid backup to to, um, to to Saquon Barkley probably a little less than what Wayne Gallman is going to be looking for. Now, with that said, I also heard from somebody that it's possible that if Gallman doesn't get the kind of deal he wants on the open market, he could consider coming back. But I'd be surprised if he comes back. You know, he has shown that he could be a number one uh, running back or at least, you know, part of a, a main part of a rotation he probably would not get that here. So I, I just don't see him coming back. And, you know, your set, your third question is what would that contract look like? I haven't even done a contract for uh, a mock contract for Wayne Gallman. I, because, you know, I just don't think he's going to be back here. Um, if I get time, I'll do something like that. But, you know, these mock contracts that I do over on Giants Country, if I'm being honest with you, they do take up a lot of time to, to put together because you got to make all the numbers match and you got to, you know, look at the different um, vehicles and mechanisms that can make sense for the team. And you're not just looking at at this year, you're also got to look at next year and the year beyond that. So um, a lot of these contracts, I will say this, Marcel, they'll probably be one or two year deals. I don't anticipate there's going to be a lot of multi-length deals. Maybe Leonard Williams would get one, but I, I just don't see the Giants going, you know, crazy with multi-year deals. So, um, but thanks for your questions as always. Let's see, we have uh, another one from... Luke Meat Sauce, I think I pronounced that right, Sky Luke. Um, if you could have one free agent for the Giants, who would it be? Yours would be um, Bud Dupree. Okay, who would I want as a free agent for the Giants? Wow, I haven't really thought of that. They need so much. Um, hmm. I, you know, I, I don't have an answer for you. I have to be honest with you. I mean, I'd have to give that some thought. You know, I'm trying, I'm answering these questions kind of as they, they appear upon my screen, but, uh, I would say I would want a pass rusher. I don't know that I would want Bud Dupree. He's a good player, but he's coming off an injury and the Giants have kind of, you know, stayed away from guys coming off major injury. I, I mean, I guess if I had to pick one, and only because I just recently did did a, a study on him and and whatnot, this this kid um, Samson Ibukum of of the Los Angeles Rams, 
I think he could be maybe a prospect they could look at. But, you know, the question there is, is would he be better than Carter Coughlin and, and Cam Brown? And, you know, if the Giants bring back Kyler Fackrell, which I think is a very good possibility, would they even bother to, to look at an outside linebacker? Or, you know, so I would say, I guess if I had to have one, again, only because I did the work on him yesterday, it, it would be Samson and Bukam. You know, I think they need pass rushers. Uh, so uh, that would be my answer. Okay, uh, Giant fans, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trina. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, I have some email questions I want to get to that you guys submitted for Twitter Tuesday. So please stay with us. With the ever-increasing number of auto makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait for the counterperson to order the parts on a computer, usually choosing the brands that the store happens to prefer? Instead, take your search for your auto parts to rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all your auto parts and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpeting. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked On Giants, segment three. Patricia Trainer here with you. And uh, we are doing a Twitter Tuesday today. We have, uh, actually, I have one more Twitter question, and then I have some email questions I want to get to. But, but first, uh, the NFL might be over, but the work is just beginning. Join Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast every Tuesday as they start their Team Takeover Tuesday offseason series. Each week they pick a new team, take a deep dive into potential front office and head coach signings, a roster review, free agent strategies, and go through the team-centric mock draft. That's every Tuesday over at the Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I do have one more Twitter question I almost missed, but, you know, I'm not going to miss it. (laughs) Uh, This comes from Will Presti, who asks, how seriously will they take addressing the O-line, ranked 31st pro football focus, just like the offense, acquiring weapons is moot if O-line isn't vastly improved. Will, uh, the one thing I'm going to say about grades is they can be subjective. I mean, 
the offensive line last year, yes, it, it had its moments where you, you sat there and you said, oh my gosh, we're in for a long season. But you've got to take into consideration that they had a, you know, a rookie playing left tackle. They had a guy playing center who had never played it in a live game before. They had a new starter at right tackle. I mean, come on. What do people expect? Let's let's be realistic here. I mean, and, and as far as grades, well, you know, and this goes for anybody who's trying to put a grade on, on a unit or on a player. It's all subjective. It's all a matter of beauty being in the eye of the beholder. Now, I'm not saying the Giants offensive line last year was a top 10 unit, wasn't even in the top half of the, the league. But, you know, I just don't put stock in grades. And I don't care who issues them. All right. So, but with that said, um, will they, they address the offensive line? They do need to, to add some more pieces to that line. You know, they've got to make a decision what they're going to do at right tackle. You know, are they going to bring back Nate Solder? I don't think they will, but will, you know, if they do, how's he going to fit into the mix? Do they have enough depth at guard? You know, speaking of guard, is it going to be Will Hernandez or Shane Lemieux? Are they going to keep Kevin Zeitler? So, yeah, they have a lot of decisions they still have to make on that offensive line. And now you have a new offensive line coach coming in with Rob Sale. You know, Pat Flaherty is coming back. So all those guys are basically going to be probably taught from scratch different techniques on how Joe Judge wants things done. So, yeah, there is so much to be done on that offensive line. And uh, I don't think they've even begun to scratch the surface, to be honest with you. Okay, let's go over to our email questions. Peter Moller, Moller, I'm sorry, Peter Moller asks, if the Giants are unable to resign Leonard Williams before free agency starts, I assume he'll be given the tag. Despite given the limited options and free agencies and draft for top tier DTs, do you think a team could try to sign Williams despite the tag? Um, no, I I don't see that happening. I mean, draft picks are like gold. I just do not see that happening. And and, and number two, Peter Williams is a DE, not a DT. Just want to you know clarify that DTs. I think you can find, as I said before, in the draft you know, a little bit easier than, than maybe pass rushers. So, no, I, I do not think the Giants are going to, uh, or, or a team is going to sign Leonard Williams if the Giants apply the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Uh, let's see. And then you mentioned some of them. Okay, you, you, you talked about um, his grievance with the NFLPA. I'm actually going to have something on Giants Country about that. I, I spoke to a couple people last night, um, so I'm going to write something up on that uh, this afternoon. I've got to, once I finish taping this podcast, I'm going to have to jump on a, a conference call, but um, I will have some th- some thoughts about Leonard Williams and, and the money and all that stuff. So thank you for that question, Peter. Really appreciate it. Okay, this uh, we have a couple questions now from Sean Kearney. Sean, I know you submitted these for next week, but since I'm taping the program today and I like to keep a clean inbox, um, I'm going to answer them today. Um, you were, you ask how do prospects at any position move up or down draft boards after seasons are over? Um, I don't know the answer to that because I've never really put together a big board on a consistent basis, but I would think maybe statistics, I would think maybe postseason uh, participation, you know, like in the senior bowl 
or uh, the testing that just went down. You know, this past weekend, there were some quote-unquote mini combine testing done at Exos. So maybe that had something to do with it. I mean, there, there's any number of factors. And then there's also beauty is in the eye of the beholder, as I've said before. So those would be some of my guesses. All right, as for your second question, we talk a lot, a lot about who the Giants might pick at Number 11, but who are some of your favorite prospects expected to be available for the Giants in the second round? Oh, wow. Um, you know what? I'm going to, I said I like to keep a clean inbox. I'm going to hold that one till next week because I haven't really made a list. Um, I mean, I've done a few mock drafts on my own. I think I've done two, two, uh, three round mock drafts for the Giants and I've picked out guys that I think make sense for them. I mean, you know, here's what I will say. It's not a matter of who my favorites are or anybody's favorite. It's who makes sense and who is the best value when they are on the clock. You know, it might be a player that, you know, you might say, oh my God, I I can't stand that guy because he played for a school you don't like or whatever. So it's really, really hard. This isn't like, oh, I like the red, the blue and the green one. You know, it's it's a matter of which one makes sense for my color scheme, my master color scheme, if that makes any sense to you. So, uh, but yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I would just say, you know, keep an eye on the mock drafts that I'm doing over on Giants Country. I'll probably do another three-rounder. Um, I don't know if I'll do it next week or, or whatnot, but I'll, I'll do another one. I'm, I'm not done doing mock drafts, and I still have to do a seven-round mock draft, which I'm waiting on for the final draft order to be announced. So that's that's definitely coming up. Okay, uh, Renato Parente. Let's see. He asks, if Nate Solder definitely decides to play next year, do you think the Giants could trade him? No. No, nobody's going to trade for that contract, Renato. I mean... Even if they knock that contract down and rework it, the guy is, what, 33 years old? He's been out of football for one year. And this is a pretty good offensive tackle class from what I understand. I don't see anybody trading for him. Sorry. Um, if so, would the dead cap still stay with the Giants or would that go to another team? Renato, the way the dead money works is if you trade or cut a player, depending on when you do it, that dead money will either hit your books all at once if he is cut or traded before June 1st, or it will, um, you'll get the, the prorated part that would have hit this year, hit, um, this year, and then the balance will hit the following year if the player is cut or traded after June 1st. So regardless, the, the dead money goes, you know, it stays on the books of the team. What doesn't stay on the books of the team is if there's guaranteed money in the base salary. That gets transferred over to the new team if a contract is traded. So I hope that clears up uh, your questions. Um, all right, let's see if there's any else. Okay, looks like I have one more here from Scott Mitchell, who asks, should we expect to see a lot of these big market free agents signing very short deals, one to two years, with the hope that the cap figure is healthier when the nation gets healthier? You know what, Scott, I think that's that's very, very likely. I mean, I think that makes sense because, you know, teams are going to be strapped for cash. Uh, that, I think, is what has been projected by some of the salary cap analysts out there. So, um, uh, yeah, that would not surprise me at all. But here's the other thing. I do think 
that some of the bigger name free agents, the guys who are going to go basically, you know, that first week or so of free agency, the, the phase one of free agency, those guys are probably going to get longer deals. And then you're going to see a lot of guys in the second wave and third waves of free agency. Those are the guys who are going to get one to two year deals. Um, and the, the reason why that I think that's going to happen, Scott, is because it's going to allow teams to compete with a, a decent signing bonus but not take the, the full brunt of the cap hit that they ordinarily would take. They'll be able to kind of spread it out a little bit in anticipation that next year's uh, salary cap will improve. Now, I also think, I, I also remember seeing something about there may be plans to borrow from future caps. I don't have the details on that as I record this, but there's an NFLPA conference call this week that I'm going to try and hop on to find out if, if that's certainly in, in the making. But, uh, you know, a lot of uncertainty still as we enter the, the, the you know, the, the start of the new league year on March 17th, you know, so a lot of things they've got to, they've got to sh- resolve and straighten out. And it'll be interesting to see. So, all right, Giant fans, that will do it for this edition of Locked on Giants, this edition of Twitter Tuesday, which I taped on a Tuesday. Um, so thank you so much for all the questions. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And don't forget, we have plenty more coming up on the Locked on Giants podcast Friday. We're going to do another fan appreciation Friday. Really excited about that. Uh, we'll do a, a throwback Thursday. I'm contemplating different um, scenarios for that show. Wednesday is probably going to be a grab bag. So we'll, we'll have all kinds of cool things coming up. Do tune in and thank you for listening. Have a great day, everybody.